0: You're listening to The 7 Transformations Podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the 7 Transformation is an ongoing journey and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander and this is my weekly podcast where I share my life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. What's up, what's up, everybody? Happy Monday one more time. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Tudor Alexander, and I'm your host for the 7 Transformations podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today I wanted to share with you a tool, a tool for examining your choices and how to proceed through life in different circumstances so that you can gain your power. You know, a lot of the stuff that I talk about is Personal power and freedom is a big value of mine, that you are free to live, that you are free to be, you are free to have what you want to have. Those things are very important to me, and a lot of the the work that I do with people is to help them be free, because that is something that I want in my life. So when we look at our choices and how we go through life, the whole point here is that inevitably you're going to have situations that happen in your life that you don't want, you know, somehow rob you of that freedom, rob you of the power to be, you know, whatever you're trying to be, rob you of the power to do what you want to do or to have what you want to have. They're disempowering, and we covered that in some of the last episodes, if you've been tuning in. But the point is, is that they cause confusion, you know, they cause regret, they cause anxiety, fear, there's some kind of inconsistency there that we uh, that we don't like, and and that's fine. You know, I mean, I go through life all the time with those emotions, but the point is, is that if they stick around, if they stay there in your heart, if you are finding yourself continually disempowered, that's where the problem is because it takes you out of action, and action is everything. Action is how we create our life, and when we are confused for too long, when we're sad for too long, when we're, you know, afraid for too long, your actions start to suffer, and your actions create your habits, your habits create your character, and your character creates your destiny. If you listen to the episode on the dimensions of existence that we had, you know, it's this trickle effect. It is the effect of the present moment on the future. And the longer you stay in that situation and aren't able to get out of it, the longer, the worse it gets, you know, the worse it impacts your future. So this is a set of tools. And, and what I mean by tool, every tool has its proper, you know, sphere of existence, I guess you can call it. So, you know, let's say we take a, a shovel, right? A shovel has an intent to dig. That's what it was made for. But you can also hammer things down. You can maybe chop a small tree with it. I don't know. There's a lot of things you can do. And the crazier the thing that you're trying to do, the farther on the fringe of possibilities that plot is. You know. So if you can imagine all the possible things that a tool can do, plot it on a graph of relevance, the most important things or the things that it's intended to do are going to be towards the middle of that sphere. And as we go into weird uses of it, it starts to go farther and farther until there's, you know, there's definitely an area that, you know, you're not using it for. So the point is to to visualize that is that everything has an intended purpose and where it is useful and where it's not. That's why that's what makes our species so powerful and so adaptable is that we develop so many tools to handle a variety of life situations. And in language, it's no different. A lot of the stuff that I talk about, I all I see it all as tools because certain... And you have to have a lot of tools constantly because there's so many different situations that are going to come up in your life. You know, with with these types of episodes and content and the things that you read and learn about, add them to your informational tool belt. We We handle information all the time and your information determines the actions that you'll take. So this is very important because you you may come across a situation and let's say you have certain tools to deal with things but it keeps you disempowered and you know gets you off your game that means that you just haven't found a tool to deal with that situation to resolve it it's 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 in your blind spot it's somewhere beyond the realm of your work that you are able to do so that's why we want to get as much you know, as many tools as possible. And that that's basically a function of building your awareness. You know, so that's what this is all about. So the things that I'm going to share with you, they're not absolute truth. They are tools in looking at your choices in different ways. And again, it's good to have a variety of them. If you just have one of these ways of looking at your choices, then it's going to run into an imbalance, and we'll cover that, but it's going to run into a problem. Same with anything. If I have just one world view about whatever, it's it's not a good thing because it's, it's a very limited scope. You know, it's like the shovel example. I can do great at digging holes, but then, you know, if you ask me to brush my teeth, there's no way I can do that with a shovel or I would probably get injured. So you want to be prepared for all of life's situations. So here we go. You know, the first, these are six ways to look at your choices, each of them different in their own way. And they are tools to help you in a particular situation that you may find yourself in. Again, some choices that we do or the things that we happen, that happen to us may create a loss of power. So, you know, in that sense, we, we want to be able to navigate those situations a little better. So the first, the first way to look at our choices is that they are independent of anything else. Like a choice is independent of reasons. It's independent of past events. It just is. I choose this. And that's the traditional view. You know, that's your free will, totally spontaneous and in the moment. It allows you to be present in the situation. It's good for when you feel stuck or obligated in some way. You know, a lot of times we create these false senses of danger and obligation, when in reality, I only say the future hasn't happened yet. So, we don't know. The future hasn't happened yet, so... We can't predict one way or another. There really is no way we can have some degree of speculation, but the future hasn't happened yet. And when you get present to that, it gives you this very liberating sense of possibility, you know, that you can make a choice right now that's not dependent on the past, that's not dependent on reasons. It just, it just is. But again, if that's your only worldview about choices and how you should act in life. The downside to that is that you you can also become inconsistent with your commitments. You can become flighty. You can become too spontaneous. You know, there's no connection to the future. We also work in very large time frames. Remember, you know, I talked about this in one of my previous episodes on Monday. I think it was like the dimensions of existence or something the three layers of truth or something like that but one of those recently we talked about how there's opposing truths to everything and they're all true you know so in one sense this is it's important to have this sense of spontaneity that's not linked to anything else it's you have the possibility to create anything at any point in time there's a cool quote i I always like to say is Uh, that you are one choice away from a totally different life. And that's it. It, That is totally true. You are one choice away from a totally different life at any point in time. And that is very liberating. But at the same time, that can't be your only truth because that causes imbalance. So, you know, we want to employ, use it as a tool. Don't, if you commit to it as your only worldview... Yeah, I'm super spontaneous. That's all I am. I'm, you know, it's all about just freedom and free will and all that stuff. That's great, but that's not going to allow you to create long-term things. You know, if you look at the next one, which is seeing your choice that contains consequences ahead of it, seeing the process. So if I see, you know, learning to say, okay, if I, if I sign up for this thing, what does that actually entail in terms of my actions? If I, say yes to this person regarding this matter what does that entail in as far as my actions in the future seeing everything as a as a path i call this the planner's view you know you you look at choices that way that allows you to work in larger time frames and be dependable be consistent you know be committed sustainable in your in the things that you're creating so that has to be balanced with number 1 you know, it's not, again, this number two, if it's, if that's your only worldview, then you, you become, you know, you start to become too calculating. You start to see, okay, well, you know, let me see if this is going to go like this, then let me compare it to this possibility of action. So there's good in that. But also, again, if it's an imbalance in the sense that we use it too much, then we are actually limiting ourselves. So where all this comes down to is, again, your awareness. Your awareness is outside of these tools. These tools are laid before you like a tool belt. And when you approach a situation, it is your responsibility and your power to take that tool belt out and say, okay, which one of these can I choose? That's really what choice is. You know, outside of all these things, the choice is like, okay, I can choose which one of these worldviews is going to give me power in this situation. And that's, you know, that's the dance of life. There is no right way because maybe sometimes you have to be spontaneous or maybe you have to be a planner. Who knows? You have to just try and see what's right for you. And that's that's the process of learning uh as we go. There's many choices. There's many things that I choose today that I choose very, very differently than I did maybe two, three years ago. And I'm sure in another two, three years, there'll be certain things that I'll choose, you know, I'll see things very differently again. You know, out of all these different ways that I'm going to share with you, certain things, like let's say in in a particular area of my life, I'm really spontaneous. And now I'm going to look at that, maybe two, three years from now, much more from the planner's worldview in those areas. Or vice versa, maybe right now I'm, I'm like really planning with certain things, and in two, or three years from now, I'm going to realize, you know, I was just being way too reasonable in that situation. I'm going to be more spontaneous in the part in this part of my life. So these things oscillate, you know, and that's that's something to remember and to allow because it creates a dynamic life. It creates things that can move within your life. Rigidity is is never good. So the third one is seeing your choice as a result of the consequences and previous choices. This is kind of related to number two, you know, number two is seeing the choice in respect to all the future possible consequences that could result. You know, that's a very um, careful and and detailed process-oriented kind of view. Seeing your choice as a result of the previous choices, this can take on two forms. One of them is in the sense of responsibility, you know, and owning your choice and, and saying, okay, you know what, well, whatever I did today, uh, you know, this is a result, Who, where I am right now is a result of the choices that I took, you know, and the other side of it is seeing a sense of purpose or destiny, you know, which which is grounding in a sense, you know, in the sense that you have this this direction to your life in the sense, okay, I well, I see the purpose why I, in hindsight, is 2020, we say, right? So it's you see the purpose behind your choices and how how they brought you to the current moment. You know, and, and that, that gives you... Sometimes we we experience things in our life that really uh, throw us for a loop. You know, you, you look at something that changes drastically. And you're like, man, what the heck? Like, how did this happen? There's a large inconsistency in my life now. How am I here? And... Sometimes it takes a while to recover from that or to see the purpose in it, but purpose and and creating a purpose and seeing the connection between how events happened in your life and the choices that you took and also their connection to the future, obviously, that allows you to have some acceptance and some reconciliation with yourself rather than having these parts of your life that are disconnected because of whatever happened. You know, if there's no connection to the present moment in what happened in the past, we walk through life with these misalignments, with these inconsistencies. And that's, that's not healthy. It's, it's a place that takes your power away. And alignment is really, I talk about this in the book that I'm writing right now, Dance Your Way Through Life, Alignment in dancing is something we work on a lot, obviously, with the body all the time, trying to align our, our body parts for the maximum power and freedom and movement. But that also happens in your mind, in your information body, in the body that you have uh, of the things that you believe. You know, And this is one of those things with your choices, with the events that happen in your life. If you are walking through life with something that hasn't been processed because it has no connection to the present moment, then it's like carrying a bag of trash that's heavy with you, you know. And maybe actually in that bag of trash there's a lot of treasure, but you just haven't taken a look yet. So this is one of those things that's important, is seeing your choices as a a result of the previous ones and connecting that timeline. Obviously, if this is the only thing that you do or you do it too much, you can start running into things like, you know, number two, where, where that we get too considerate of, of all this external stuff, like seeing too much, you know, relying too much on something like astrology or external, you know, external events that happened in your past and, and feeling like a victim, you know, or, or deterministic worldview of your present moment, you know, not having that sense of freedom and power in your choices. So it's all, again, tied to, balance. Use it as a tool to empower you. If if you have a situation and the way you're looking at it doesn't give you power, then you have the power to choose a different way to look at it. That's that's the ultimate freedom right there. And it's it sounds so simple, and it is, but we make things very difficult. You have the power to look at it differently. And if you look at it differently, you'll experience a different result. And that's that's the point. So, the fourth one is is an interesting way of looking at choice because normally we look at choice as something active. We look at it in terms of energy. And, you know, like, okay, what do I need to do? Action. And this, this way of looking at choice is very different. It's more about creating a space. And what it is is accepting choice as acceptance in the sense that I... I choose, like, let's say, I, you know, I, I go and get a flat tire while I'm driving. Obviously, that robs me of the freedom to get to where I want to go. That robs me of, you know, my freedom to, to be happy. If I was like jamming to my favorite music and then suddenly I get a flat tire, it's like, oh my God, now I'm pissed off. So there's a lot of, you know, freedom that's robbed in that immediate situation. Now, it could be, it could turn out to be a real issue. Let's say I, I realized that I didn't bring a, a spare tire with me. Now I'm screwed. I have to call AAA or call one of my friends or family. And I'm stuck, stuck here on the highway in the heat. So that's a, a nasty situation. It's definitely going to rob you of power. But there's nothing you can do. Let's say you've tried everything. And pretty much now you just have to wait. So in that situation, what will likely happen is we'll get annoyed, we'll get angry, we'll start questioning why me, why this happened, we'll start looking at the reasons, and you start getting consumed by it. But one thing you can do in that moment is to choose that situation, to accept it, to align yourself with it. And that is very powerful in the sense that I let go. You know, that's that's a way that we can choose. It is to let go and to accept, to become a space for that situation, to yield. You know, and that's that's a, a very powerful tool in your ability to make choices because it lets it lets go of resistance. Resistance happens when there's a mismatch between what is and you know, what's up in my mind, what I want, what you know, what I don't want, that kind of stuff. And when you choose Regardless of what happened, you know what? Okay, I choose where I am right now. I choose this situation. That helps you to even out those lines so that they're not rubbing up against each other. There's no mismatch. There's no resistance. So it's very powerful. It's a very powerful tool. This is also what gives us forgiveness. You know, I choose what happened and, you know, I understand that, let's say, a person who hurt you, people do the best that they can at the level of consciousness that they are at at the time and there's an old saying about buddha going into a village and somebody was swearing at him and the whole point is that he he told the guy you know he said don't poison yourself with your hatred something like that you know don't drink poison and the point is of that story is we only poison ourselves when we hang on to bitterness, to grudges, to these inconsistencies in our past. So you being able to choose to accept or to forgive, to let go, to become a space, that's like a passive kind of choice, but it's actually very powerful. It is a very powerful thing because it it helps to clear that inconsistency, whether that inconsistency is in the past from something that happened with someone, through forgiveness, and you know, even even the f- flat tire example—that's that's an example of immediate past, and forgiving that situation. Forgive the flat tire. You know, it it probably has a purpose to it. Maybe you would have gotten an accident if it didn't happen. You would have gotten an accident down the road, in another mile. So that's another way of, if you remember number, you know, uh, two or three, seeing the purpose behind what happened, seeing the destiny and so on. So you see that would be an example of how to use different tools of looking at your choices to bring back the power. Rather than in that situation being victim to the to what happens. Ugh, oh, you know, now I'm screwed, I'm mad, why me? I have no power, that kind of stuff. So this is how you would use and it's it's not always easy. You know, this is not guaranteeing you that you're gonna, you know, strike Every situation that comes your way, home run, but the point is that you develop awareness, number one, and number two is practice it. And that's it. So the fifth one, so we got four so far, the fifth one is a choice is an action based on your reasons. You know, this this can be two things, you know, some this is kinda of related to number two as well, in the sense that it's taking into account Number two is more about seeing the consequences of your choice, looking at the process behind everything. That means you are related to process in general. But this is more having reasons why you do things. And reasons can be different things. Reasons can be very worldly or earthly. Somebody who's very circumstantial and says, well, you know, I'm, they see the, they see the circumstances behind every situation. And reasons can also be, in the world of meaning and purpose, and having a strong why and conviction or vision, so those ways of utilizing your choices are very important. Because let's say somebody who is very earthly in their reasons, they're very prudential, they're very, you know, prepared. They, they look at the circumstances. They're very, you know, um, reasonable, and in, in the sense that you can count on them to to look at every angle of the situation and come out with the best choice, you know, the the cost-benefit analyzer. And somebody who's very connected to meaning and purpose behind their choices has a very heart-driven approach. You know, they're very connected to a higher reason for doing something, which will trump other circumstances. And that's very important because if you, again, it's all about Balance where these things come in balance is, for example, the first one where you're very much about your earthly reasons. Okay, well, maybe I should go with the cheaper option or do this. You start becoming too reasonable. You start becoming too circumstantial about every little thing under the sun, you know, and you aren't able to supersede that. You're not connected to your intuition. You're not connected to the big picture, your heart. What does your heart want? You know, you decide everything with your head. And again, that's not, that's not a bad thing. It is just not useful to you if you do it too much. Doesn't create power. So the other one, obviously, you know, this is again using heart or head. That's what this is about. So if we use our head too much, it's too reasonable and circumstantial. If you use your heart too much, meaning, you know, you're always looking for that greater meaning and purpose and, you know, something that's going to fulfill you. That may also not be the most empowering of choice worldviews all the time either. Because if it's done too often, you might get burned. You might overcommit, you know, that kind of thing. So it is about balancing the two. And that is how you create a dynamic and healthy life. So things you've heard before, I'm sure, but they're always a great reminder. The final one, which is something that came to me recently is seeing a choice in terms of, you know, you have, seeing a choice is a vision. That's what it means. That's what it is. And what that means is looking at your life in terms of the big picture. So it's so similar to number five, but looking at the only choice that really matters is your vision. Once you've chosen your vision everything else automatically shapes around that. This is maybe another way to to look at number five, you know, in the sense that you're choosing something based on the meaning and purpose. But this is more, you know, vision is more tied to your timeline. You know, it's it's something that's like, okay, I, I see myself this at a particular time, and I want to, you know, X, Y, and Z to do to get there. So, what vision does, it is the catalyzing element in your life. It is the one most important choice because it shapes your actions in the present moment. This is a great tool for goal planning. It's a great tool for life planning. Uh, you know, vision, goals, actions. I had a, an episode on VGA power that I shared, uh, recently this summer. Really cool stuff. You know, it's basically a way to Look at your life, and if you find yourself particularly, you know, confusion is a type of disempowerment. You know, complacency is a type of disempowerment. Boredom is a type of disempowerment. We usually think of disempowerment like, oh man, you know, it's, uh, it's something I gotta be depressed or anxious. Yeah, that's definitely in there. But disempowerment, remember, it's, the fr- it's something that robs you of the freedom in one of the three categories, or all three freedom to be yourself, freedom to do, and freedom to have what you want to have. So in those three dimensions of existence that we find ourselves in, you know, if you're depressed, yeah, it robs you of the freedom to be, and also robs you of the freedom to do stuff. Uh, maybe some stuff to have. If if I get a flat tire, I don't have, you know, I'm robbed of the freedom to have a tire. Those kinds of things. But something like boredom. Boredom and complacency, just not wanting, just not having a future, not having any something to light your heart on fire, something where you feel disconnected from the future, from your own life path, from your own purpose. Those things are disempowering because you just stop moving forward. You start moving in circles, and it's fr- disempowering in the sense that it robs you of the freedom to act upon your future. So that would be a good way to word it, but. You know, so when we look at this final way of looking at choice in the sense that your vision determines everything else, it puts the onus on that big picture. And when you are confused, when you are complacent and bored, that's usually because there's no big picture to light your fire. There's, you know, the future that we have creates the present moment. If I'm looking forward to something, then I'm motivated and I'm taking action. So when you find yourself in those other areas, this is one of those tools that you can use to look at your choices, to look at your life. That, what's my future? What's my vision going forward? Well, I don't really know what it is. Okay, well, if, if I employ the worldview that my vision determines my actions, then it's no surprise that I'm waddling around in my own life doing nothing right now. Not sure, not, you know convinced of anything. And there will be periods like that in your life all the time. There's nothing you can do against that. But again, utilizing these tools to help you navigate those situations so they don't stick around in your life forever. And that's that's the point. Don't be disempowered and complacent and bored for two or three years. You know, that's valuable time that you'll never get back. It's okay to be disempowered and bored and depressed and sad for a short period of time. That's normal, you know, but don't let it stay there too long. Learn to trigger your awareness of when you are disempowered. And using these different tools based on the situation, allow yourself to To make that choice and to get out of there. You have the power. You are one choice away from a totally different life. Remember that. I sincerely believe that. And it's very freeing to believe that. You know, if if something has robbed you of power and there's nothing you can do about it, at least in acceptance and forgiveness and choosing that, you can regain some freedom. If you're feeling bored or complacent, look at your vision. Look at your future And examine what it is that lights your heart on fire, because that's going to create the actions of the present moment. If you find yourself being too concerned about the reasons and the plans and the consequences of every choice that you take, where you start missing opportunities and then you get disempowered as a result, you feel regret, you feel depressed, you feel disconnected, Start to look at the freedom you have in taking spontaneous choices. In, this, in the idea that you don't have to always satisfy your reasons. You don't have to always know the future outcome of your, of your plans, of the consequences of your choices. That you can just act. You can just choose. So these are different ways to look at your choices. Look at situations in your life. And they're very valuable. There's six dimensions of choice. So I'll review them really quick. Here we go. Number one, it says a singular event separate from other events or reasons, meaning that's your traditional free will. You can be spontaneous, that kind of thing. As a Number two, as a path, looking at your choice not as a singular point on a timeline, but as a path, something that has consequences like a little tree, like a little chart, that flows, you know, so that's the planner's worldview in the sense that we, we see the process. We're connected to the natural outcomes of our choices and seeing the future. Number three is seeing your choice as a result of the path from the past, seeing integrity in the sense of wholeness from all of the other things that happen to you, which gives you a sense of purpose, a sense of alignment. This is, this is a sense of of wholeness, again, of integrity with who you are. There's no disconnects. Number four is seeing the choice as a possibility to accept, to forgive, aligning with what the present moment is. So it is creating a space for yourself to allow that situation in rather than act upon it. That's an important way to think about it because choice usually we think of as you know, something that's action-driven, but this can be non-action. It is in the non-obvious way of doing things. It is by creating a space and forgiving and accepting. Number five is that it is an action based on reasons. You know, reasons can be both from your heart or from your head. So utilizing the two in balance, one of them is going to be circumstantial, and try to get you the biggest bang for your buck. And one of them is going to go with what it really wants, with with the higher meaning of things, the purpose, the why, the passion. And they're both important to balance. You know, they're not... One of them is not going to satisfy every situation. And if you're too much on one side, then that's going to lead to more disempowerment. But know how to balance the two in every situation so that... You can really get the richness of life because we have to make decisions with both. Number six is seeing the importance of your vision, seeing the choice as the future, the big picture, which generates the actions in the present moment. This is similar to number two, which is seeing the path, you know, the choice that you take right now. What is the path that it creates in the future? This is kind of like the opposite of number two in the sense that the choice I take by pursuing the future, the vision that I have, generates a path backwards into the present moment, like a little tree. So those are the six dimensions of choice. Use them wisely, use them well, and get back to power, whatever that situation is. I hope this has been a useful episode for you. Thank you so much for tuning in as usual. I love you guys. My show has been growing steadily since January when I started it and I'm very happy. I mean, I'm up to I think like 8,000 downloads so far. So thank you everybody who has been tuning in. If you're new, if you've been around since the beginning, uh thank you regardless. It's it's been such a journey to create these episodes to really create something out of nothing. You know, I started this I started this podcast with just an idea and I had no clue how to podcast. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know anything about social media. I literally didn't didn't know anything about anything. And this year has been quite a journey for me and I'm excited. I'm going to be writing uh, and finishing my first book, Dance Your Way Through Life an Instruction Manual. I'm going to be aiming to have that done by October. This podcast has been a huge help in my confidence and being able to relay what I believe and articulate myself. So thank you guys so much for being a space. You know, space is so important and when we are a space for others to articulate themselves, to talk, that allows them to become more of themselves. So you guys as my audience are my space to share things and and basically just articulate my truth. So Thank you so much. Thank you again for tuning in. So looking forward to creating some awesome content for the rest of this year. I've got some really cool interviews that are scheduled for the next couple weeks. I'm super excited to take this to the next level. We'll see where it goes. So thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you on Friday. You're listening to the 7 Transformations podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For more episodes like these, subscribe or stay connected at theseventransformations.com.